Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of the Fires of Revival podcast. I am your host, Colton Prater, and I pray today's episode will be a help and an encouragement to you. Please don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast with others. And now for the episode. I hope all of you that are listening today are doing well, and today in our message we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 1 Corinthians 16. As I said, interviews are going to be coming. I'm just doing a few solo episodes, just sharing a few things that the Lord's laid on my heart over this last month or so that I just feel burdened about. I just want to share it with you guys. And I do promise here, probably the next episode or two, there will be a guest coming on and just some super exciting things. I'll go ahead and share with you some of those guests. Uh, Pastor Tom Brennan in Iowa, many of you who know uh, that name, many of you don't, but I know some of you listen to the Dear Church podcast, which is a great podcast that I recommend, by the way. And... He was one of the co-hosts on that podcast, and I'll be talking to him about reading and the importance of good Christian literature and why we need to have reasons for the things that we do and just answers for the faith and how can we stand in a dark and evil day. Following that up, we're going to have an interview actually with a missionary pastor to the Netherlands, and we'll be having a conversation there about just the need for that country and that part of the world, how we can pray for laborers that are there, talk about missions, and things of that nature. And if there are any other guests that you would like to have on, maybe it's your pastor, maybe it's someone that you know, an evangelist, a missionary that you love and your church supports, or someone that you just want me to get on and talk to about different things, please, please, please reach out to me. I really do enjoy hearing who you'd like to have on, and I do take your feedback into consideration, and I will pray about it and look into that. But really, I would like to get on people that the listeners love, the listeners enjoy, and that kind of thing as well. And then also another idea I just want to shoot out there for you all so you can be aware. So about 75% of this audience is men, and the remaining 25% is women from what the research I've been able to look into on my own. And I would like to grow the audience for women there and get that a little bit bigger. So I am looking later on this year to actually interview a few Christian women, some pastors' wives, uh, missionaries' wives, different things like that. So if there's any woman that you know, maybe you're a girl and you're listening and you've had a pastor's wife or someone like that who's made a difference in your life, someone that you know, uh, please let me know that name because I am looking to interview a few women before the end of this year. So just throw that out there as listeners so you can kind of know the direction of the podcast, where we're going, and that kind of thing there. But I would appreciate your prayers. As I said last episode, my wife and I have moved. We're down in Fort Pierce, Florida. And I'm serving as the youth pastor there at Liberty Baptist Church under Pastor Cooley and the ministry there. Then I'll be teaching in their Christian school, and then my wife will be teaching as well. So we would appreciate your prayers. We're going to be very busy. I'll be coaching and other things like that. My wife will be teaching full-time, as I said. And just very busy, lots of things going on. And I do plan on still keeping the podcast going, so don't worry. Now, in case something happens so you can understand, in case I miss a week or something like that, please give me patience, bear with me. It was probably a busy week, and I just didn't get time to record, but I'm still trying, Lord willing, to record every single week, so you don't have to worry about the scheduling changing. According to that, it'll still be every Thursday at 5 a.m., episode dropping, and some will be interviews. Now, I will say with me being busier, it might be harder to get interviews, so it may be a lot more of just me doing some Bible teaching or just going through mini-series like we've done in the past with Life Verses or Great Christians of the Past and stuff like that, so... It may be more things like that, me just sharing some different stuff and not as many interviews. I'll still try to do as many as I can, but being busy with school and stuff, it might be a little harder. 
But just please keep that in mind. But as I said, it'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And hopefully while I've been talking, you've found your place. If you can, if you're driving, don't do that. You're going to get in a wreck and it's not going to be good. We'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. We're going to read verses 7 through 9. We're going to look here at just a simple challenge from the Word of God. So verses 7 through 9, just to give you some context of what's going on. It's the end of the book of 1 Corinthians, the final chapter. And Paul's telling the church at Corinth that, hey, I'm going to come to you guys. I'll be there soon. Just hold on out. And I'll be able to be with you guys soon after this letter is received to you. And I'll be able there to come and minister to you, the church at Corinth. But he says in verse 7, as we'll see here in just a second, we'll find that he's actually at Ephesus ministering, planning a church, doing some work there. And we'll pick up our reading in verse 7 and find out what Paul is saying about the church at Ephesus. And in verse 7 it says, For I will not see you now, by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. So Paul's saying, hey, look, guys, I'm coming to you, but bear with me. It's going to be a little bit. God's opened a door for me at Ephesus, and I'm going to stay a little bit longer and do some more ministering and see if I can get this church planted off the ground, see some more souls saved, some Christians discipled and growing in their faith. And I'm doing a great work. The door's open, and the Lord is urging me to go through that door and to follow him and to do that work. And God is saying there for him to continue on, to keep going, and just to follow that door that is open. So that's what Paul is doing. He's saying, hey guys, I'm coming. It just may be a little bit, and we'll find in verse 10, it says, Now if Timotheus come, see that it may be with you without fear, for he worketh the work of the Lord, as I also do. So again, same thing he's saying, that Timothy may be me to you guys, because I'm stuck here at Ephesus. And he's not just stuck, he's doing something for God. So he's saying, Timothy may reach there before I do, so please understand, I'm coming I'm just held up. I'm getting a work done. It's going to be a little bit, but I will get it done. So just some things here to remember ourselves that we need to keep holding on, as we'll see looking here in a minute. Paul faced a lot of difficulties, a lot of things going on, facing a lot of circumstances, very difficult time. He, you know, As we all know, studying his life, he was persecuted. He was stoned, beaten, thrown in prison and things. And he had gone through a lot. And if anyone had a right to quit, a right to be discouraged, it would be Paul. And we're going to look here at these verses and break it down. And specifically verse 9, I'll read it again. For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. So as I said, Paul's doing a great work at Ephesus. A lot's getting done. He's accomplishing a lot. He's seeing souls saved. He's really punching holes in the darkness, if you will. As I heard someone say one time, he's giving the devil a black eye. And he's just really doing a great work for the Lord. And God opened that door for him. And that's the key to remember here is that the door was opened to Paul. Paul didn't try to kick down the door himself. He didn't try to force the door open. He waited on God and God opened the door. And we find this in our lives that we have to wait on the Lord. We don't need to kick down the door because if we try to kick down the door, we're going to break our foot in the process, literally if you do that, but also spiritually as well. We're going to hurt ourselves. We're going to cause more harm than good in a sense when we try to break down the door ourselves. And Paul said, you know what? I'm going to wait. We find this. We won't go there. But in the book of Acts, we find that there was a place that Paul tried going to. I, didn't have, I don't have this in my notes. I'm not quite sure the exact location. Some of you listening probably know what I'm talking about. Where he was going to go into one country and witness and share the gospel, but it said the Holy Spirit wouldn't let him go. The Holy Spirit said, no, Paul, you cannot go. And it actually constrained Paul from going there. He said, I want you to wait and not go there. And Paul sent him somewhere else. But we find here that God has now opened the door for Paul. He's gone through the door, and he's doing a great work for God. And that's something to remind ourselves of is don't force a door. Maybe you're in a waiting season right now, and you're like, I just wanted, I'm just i just ready to you know, go do this for God and go you know, across the, glo- the globe and do this. And 
I'm ready to do this and that and all these things, but wait on the Lord. There's things we can do while we're waiting. You can spend time in his word. You can spend time talking to the Lord in prayer. You can spend time sharing the gospel exactly where you're at, making a difference. But before you go somewhere, wait on God. He'll open the door. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to second guess, is the door going to be open? Because we find with Paul, he just went, went, and went, and he knew the door was closed when the Holy Spirit told him not to go. And we can know the same thing in our lives. We just go until the Holy Spirit tells us not to and wait until the Holy Spirit tells us to go, just like Paul did. We can follow that same method that Paul did with his life. And, you know, God has blessed us with open doors. You've had things come. God's blessed you with it. Doors are opened. I don't know what those doors may be for your life, but God has given them to you. It could be that you're across the sea, you know, in a mission field somewhere. It could be that you've now got received an open door to witness to your neighbors or to start a new ministry at your church. But regardless, God has given you open doors. And if he hasn't at the moment, they're coming. I promise they are. You just got you to keep on waiting like Paul did. But just because a door is open doesn't mean it's easy. We see here in verse 9, it ends, it says, and there are many adversaries. So yes, his door is open. Yes, he could go. Yes, he could go through the door and do the great work. But there were adversaries. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbow. And, and that's something also to remind ourselves of when we go through an open door for God, is that it's not always going to be easy. Yes, the door is open. Yes, God's going to do great work. We see there in verse 9, a great door and effectual, meaning that some good things are going to happen. He's going to make a difference when he goes through the door. But there's also adversaries. It's not always easy. It's not always going to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows and that sort of thing. Yet there are going to be some difficult things going on. Sometimes God opens opens doors that are difficult. You ask, look at the great missionary pioneers you read about in Iron Judson, Hudson Taylor. You fill in the blank. You know many others. If you read their biographies, read their life stories, you find that God opened great doors for them. And we've seen all kinds of people saved, and we're even still reaping the benefits and blessings of their work hundreds of years ago today because of the work that they did. But it wasn't all easy. Everyone there wasn't excited that they were there. They didn't, you know, get a shake on the hand as soon as they crossed the boat into the foreign land, you know, saying, oh, we're so glad you're here. Thank you so much. In fact, it was quite the opposite for them. But... God still made a difference. God still worked in their life. God still used them, but it was difficult. They faced many obstacles. Paul faced all kinds of obstacles. If you read 2 Corinthians 11, you'll find that he gives a list. The church at Corinth again was questioning his pedigree, saying, Hey, Paul, are you sure you're who you say you are? Are you sure you're actually doing these things that God is telling you to do? And he says, Actually, let me show you my pedigree. And he shows, I've been stoned here. I've been beaten here. I've been tortured here. I've been shipwrecked here. And he really lays out all the trials he has suffered. Yet you can also describe his life as an open door. And just because God has opened a door for you doesn't mean everything is going to go well. You're going to experience difficulties. You're going to experience hard times. You're going to experience trials just like Paul did, just like the other disciples, just like the other apostles, just like anyone in the Bible, just like any Christian that's ever taken a stand for God. God has opened doors, but they've had some hurt along the way. They've had some trials along the way. They've had some pain along the way. And Paul, and another thing to remind ourselves of is this, is that Paul had enemies, and, and they were great. We find that all throughout the New Testament. He had some great enemies that he faced that were very powerful, very strong, and tried to kill him, tried to hurt him, and tried to squash his ministry. And Satan used that to try to end Paul's career, but he couldn't. But that Paul had enemies, but the open door was greater than the enemies. And that's just our encouraging challenge for today is that, yes, you may be going through some trials right now, you know, you may have walked through what God told you to walk through, and it may seem like it makes no sense and that everything is going wrong, could go wrong, and is going wrong. 
But we need to remind ourselves that the door that is open is greater than the enemies that are in front of you. Satan likes to try to convince us that everything is impossible, that everything is hard, that we can't get anything done, and that we have no hope. And you might as well just quit, walk out the door, close it yourself, and just leave. But when we remind ourselves of that great spiritual truth that the enemies are great, but God is greater, the open door is greater, then that can encourage you to keep pressing on. That's why Paul kept pressing on. Yes, there were many adversaries, but the emphasis of the verse is the first two phrases. A great door and the effectual door is open to him. He's saying two things. One, the door is great. It's big. It's wide open. I can go straight through it and make a difference. And it's effectual, meaning that when I go through this, God is going to do a work. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, no doubts about it. God is going to work, and God can work through your open doors if you go through it. But there are enemies. There are adversaries. There are people that are trying to stop you. You know, as I said earlier, the enemy may be great, but God and his doors are always greater. They're always bigger. They're always better. They're always greater than the enemies before you, the enemies in front of you. And I said earlier as well, just because we have an open door doesn't mean everyone is excited that you're there and they're not, you know, not lining up saying, hey, what must I do to be saved? Please save me. Now, yes, you do have stories like that. I'm not trying to make light of that or belittle that. But we've got to realize that because you go through an open door doesn't just mean everyone's ready and excited and glad you're there. You're going to face obstacles. You're going to face opposition. And things are going to go wrong. I remember hearing a sermon at college this past year. It was in chapel. And it was a missionary to Australia. And he talked about how he thought the very thing I was sharing with you here, that everyone was going to be so excited that he was going to be a missionary to Australia. And he was so pumped. And he said the first person that he met while he was getting off the plane, he'd just gotten in Australia, he was getting on to like a train to go to the town, him and his wife were. And the first person he met said, oh, hey, nice to meet you. I can tell you're immigrants. They could tell they were from the U.S. He said, what brings you here to our country of Australia? And he said, well, we're here coming as missionaries to see people saved. And he said, honestly, he came in kind of naive and thought the guy would congratulate him, saying, hey, how can I be saved? Or I'm a Christian and this is awesome. He said, but the guy laughed at him and said, we'll see how long you last. He said, same thing. He went on later, made it to the church. And he said it was actually at the church he was helping at for his first few years there, him and his wife were. It was their first service. They met one of the Christian people there. And they said, hey, you know, we're the new missionaries here helping your pastor for the next few years for you. will plant a church of our own. And he shook his hand, introduced the, himself to the man. He said the man laughed at him and said, we'll see how long you last. And he said how blown away he was thinking everyone was going to be so excited that this missionary was here to, you know, make a difference and do all these great things. He just assumed everyone would be so excited and just intrigued at this. But he said he was met with so much discouragement in the beginning. And yes, he faced lots of adversaries. But as he began to share his story, he said he kept plodding along, kept pressing on, doing what God wanted him to do. And he said eventually they were seeing people saved. They were seeing the church they were at multiply. Eventually they went out started two more churches. And he said those churches are now self-supporting and they're off to start a third church now. And God is in a great work. And he used that verse and said the same thing. He said, yes, they're adversaries. Yes, they're enemies. But there's always a great door that's open, and it's always going to be effectual if you just go through that door and God opens it. And we've got to trust the Lord with his timing, and he'll open that door for us. So I don't know what you're going through today. Just wait on the Lord. And when that door opens, go through it and work. Don't just sit there and think, well, I've gone through the door. The people will come to me. It requires work. You know, I heard a quote the other day. I saw it on Twitter, actually. I can't remember who said it and exactly quite how it went, but I'll paraphrase it. But it went along the lines of we have to always be waiting for the Lord, but that doesn't mean we sit there and do nothing. It means Sometimes it means you're waiting on him, 
and you're working while you're waiting. You're waiting on that door to open, but you're working and serving God until that door opens. And once the door opens, you're working and doing more for the Lord again and again and again. So today I just want to give you this simple reminder that, you know, you may be struggling. I don't know what you're facing. You know what you are you're going through. You know what you're facing. You may be struggling today, but keep on keeping on. You may feel like all I have are adversaries, all I've got are enemies, no one wants to see me do this work, and it seems like everywhere I go is enemy after enemy after enemy, and it's failure after failure after failure, and you're just getting discouraged, and you're ready to quit. I may be describing you, listener, I may not be, I don't know, I may be describing someone you know. But regardless, we have to keep pressing on. Remind yourself of this simple truth in verse 9, that yes, the enemies are here, but the door and our God are greater than the enemies in front of us. Focus on that first half where a great door and effectual is open unto me. God has opened a door. Go through it and make a difference. And Paul's secret to press on was that he relied on the Spirit and the Spirit's strength. See, many of you may be relying on your own strength, trying to do your own thing, trying to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and do, uh, do, living a do-it-yourself Christianity. Well, no wonder if you do that, you're going to focus on the enemies. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to wear out so much quicker, so much faster than you will if you just rely on God's strength, rely on His promises, rely on His Word, rely on what God can do instead of what we can't do. And God can help us press on and continue on and get the work done that God wants us to get done. Because the simple truth is that God has a work for each of us. God wants each of us to do something. God has a plan for you, a plan for me, and He expects us to accomplish it. But not to accomplish it on our own strength, our own power, but to work and trust the Lord and let Him give us the strength to press on. Let Him give us the strength to finish the task. Let Him give us the strength to go through the door and to see it being effectual and see it being used. And we must do the same thing that Paul did. So I'll read a verse one more time and I'll close this out, but it's the simple truth today is that you may be struggling, but keep on keeping on. We see this in verse 9. For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day and this opportunity to record this. And I pray, Father, that you just use this simple verse to challenge the listeners and to challenge me as well. I pray that you just help each of us to continue on, not to be a casualty in the war, but to just press on for the Lord and to get done what you'd have us get done. And that if we're through an open door to work with all the strength we have, trusting you and relying on your strength above our own. And if that door hasn't opened, Father, you'll just help us to wait till that door opens and to go through it. And in your son's name, amen.